The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. Okay, so the NHL trade deadline has completed. Sort of completed. It's uh, it's over seven o'clock, and I think all the trades still aren't in, which is which is really weird and crazy. But anyway, calls have to be made through or something by three, and then they can kind of work it out. Which I think is kind of silly. I think that I mean, the the, it should be done at three. Whatever's in, get it over with, because then you've got games happening now, right? So then we can move on and focus on other things. There should be no games tonight. Yes, there should. What? Why would you have games when you don't know who's going to be on your team and those well, players? Because that you sometimes it's, it doesn't. Okay, because that's the like, like that's the excitement of of being traded. Like you know, you you could be taken off in the middle of the game. It's happened. We've seen it. Um, you could play a game and then be traded right after. Uh, it's just kind of, it adds like an element of drama and I enjoy it. But my, my main reason about there should be games tonight is because like one night, I think it was a Sunday or Monday, a couple weeks ago, there was one game last week. I think it was, I don't know anyways. And then the following night, there was like 1400 games on now for those of us that like to watch as much hockey as possible kind of sucks. You know what I mean? So I think the like spatial awareness that the NHL has is pretty, pretty bad when they can kind of like you know, play more games every night or evenly kind of like manage their, their, their schedule better. I don't, I don't know. It would be nice. I like, I like the drama. I like the drama. I remember a baseball player getting yanked out of a game. Like I was watching it. I think it was a Jays game years and years ago. They call the player it a... had to just like <laughs> walk right off the field. Down now, the was gone. now they and call it, like... now they call it hug watch. If you see a player like hugging everybody, you know, he just got traded. It's hilarious. I oh. love the drama. And I mean, it's happened in hockey too, but not as often. <laughs> well, everyone well, last like, night, I, I tweeted last night. I'm like, flowers being moved, flowers being traded because his agent tweeted the flower icon. And I knew like, he's not just going to do that. Like, I mean, he is a kind of a, a poo disturber for lack of a better word, but um, I knew he was going. And meanwhile, so many people are tweeting me. Well, he's playing. He's not being traded. He's playing right now. And I'm like, okay, let's just be happy. Flurry's agent didn't show a picture of him being stabbed or something like that. Like he's done before. Oh, that was brutal. I what I was going to say he's done that, that before, but that let's just acknowledge because Jen and I were texting earlier today, and she's like, "I don't understand the Minnesota trade." I said, "Yes, I do." Yes, yes Joe, you do. Why do we understand the Minnesota trade? It took me a minute. Give me credit. Why? So, so what? What do you think about the Flurry trade? He's it's a wildflower now. Bill Guerin wanted him. Billy G. Oh, because they were were teammates. Yeah. And actually, right before I jumped on this podcast, NHL posted a video of Flurry walking into XL Energy Center being escorted by none other than the man himself. You know, I kind of like stuff like that. I like the relationship. I almost cried. I like my pregnancy hormones. Yeah, my pregnancy hormones almost made me cry. I'm just happy Flowers out of Chicago. I mean, I saw that I dislike Chicago amongst all the crap they're going through. I'm just talking about the hockey itself. And I've enjoyed Chicago Blackhawks a lot, their success in the last 10 years. But then they kind of just dipped off. And, and again, not talking about the crap, the, the behind the scenes crap that were going 
going on with a lot of lot of drama. Just like it's interesting to me how such a good team could just kind of like fall right off the face of the earth, you know, with yeah. two of the still but best hockey players on the planet at the time. And we were, it was funny, my husband and I were just talking about that this weekend because we were trying to, because Chicago traded a cornerstone to their rebuild to Tampa, okay, Brandon Hagel. And I mean, the price was high, but then I was like, okay, you know, he's only 23, he's got two years left on his contract and he's only, his hit is only 1.5 million. I'm like, okay, I can rationalize that. They're giving away picks to save money fine and I just looked at him I'm like what I'm like I don't understand what happened to Chicago they've got multiple this was before the flurry trade uh, I'm like they have multiple whole hall of famers on their team what on god god's green earth are they doing I'm like they're in the middle of this rebuild and you've got a 37 year old goaltender but then you've got all of this young talent up front I I just and because and, after the Hagel trade, there were rumors that Deprinkett and Kane were on the move. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how crazy it has been in Chicago. They're a hot mess right now. They're just like, they just, I don't know. I'm man. actually surprised well, they didn't, you know, trade more pieces away. Well, the theme of this trade season was it was a seller's market. And when you're getting, you know, crazy prices for like whoever you traded, like you're getting crazy returns. Maybe they thought, let's let's just let's just. But, but it, that that just makes no sense. Well, he's twenty three and, and he's twenty three and cheap, and he got traded. That just I don't I don't I, I, I trade multiple first round picks for that. Well, that's that's actually what happened. Tampa gave up two first round picks and two players for it. They gave up Boris Kachuk, uh, Taylor Radish. Who who were okay, um, but they definitely needed they definitely needed some help with their bottom six. So I understood it, but I was like, why are you not going for a defenseman? But then I realized I'm like getting Hagel for one point five was a much better cap hit than Kachuk and Radish, and apparently Hagel's more effective. So I'm like, okay, twenty three years old, and you're gonna hang out with Braden Point and Anthony Sorelli and all these guys for a few like. Okay, I understand it. it. Whereas I'm going to segue into the big penguins trade of the day. Speaking of multiple picks and players and everything else, I was like, Ricard Raquel, okay, haven't heard your name in a while. What have you been up to? So I had to do some digging. And I am concerned because he's had injury problems. I did not realize that he is hurt as of right now with an upper body injury that Anaheim coined as day to day, which I'm almost wondering if Anaheim, you know, presented it that way just to trade him. I'm oh, like, I'm sure the Penguins did their due diligence and <laughs> and I'm didn't sure get they. Goods. I'm hopefully, sure hopefully. They, I'm sure they did too, but I'm just looking and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, going back to your point, it's a seller's market, but I was just trying to understand. I'm like, his best year was 2018. I understand he hasn't had a lot of people to play with, but like past two years, he's had Trevor Zagros. And I, if I'm not mistaken, and please double check me, I 
think when I check, he has 16 goals and 12 assists this year. And I know that the Penguins fan base is going nuts because, oh my gosh, he has 16 goals. This is amazing. And, but you have 16 goals in a weak division. And again, you, and you peaked in 2018 and you've been injury ridden since, and you're going to be 29 this year. And if my math is correct, he signed a six-year deal in 2016. So am I correct that this is the last year of his deal? This is, this is the last year. He will be an unrestricted free agent. So you're paying totally that high of a so you're paying that high of a price for a rental. Was it high? Was it a high price though? Okay, well, hear me. I here. look at the Claude Giroux deal though, which was also a rental and Granted, he's 35 years old, but not as high of a price. Giroux only said that I will go to Florida. So that basically took away all of the Flyers' uh, bargaining power. So it's like you just take what you could get. That is a horrible deal for the Flyers. But it it is a a crazy situation because they didn't want Owen Tippett. And Florida had already traded Frank Ricciano, who would have been a very marketable piece to the Rangers, which, oh. I'll talk about the Rangers lately and or later and how wonderful they did. But Jen, floor is yours. Okay, so I first when I first when the uh, first trade came through, I was just like, okay. I mean, I didn't have much information about him, um, and I went on to Twitter to see if I could get any. And the poor guy was just getting roasted and on a, a tweet that was he was tagged on, nonetheless by Pitt, Pittsburgh Penguins fans. And I kind of lost it. I'm like, you guys like. This is not how you welcome a player to, to a new player to town. Like you just don't do that. Wait, they That's were you... they were they were attacking Raquel. No, no, no. The, the what's his name? Obolo. Yeah. Obolo. Oh, yeah. They were attacking him, and I just I wasn't feeling it. I'm like, this is how we break players. This is how they come into the town, and they already feel the weight of the fan base on them, and that cripples them. Especially a younger player. I think he's what twenty four. I don't know. Anyways, so I was kind of thrown off with that. I was already had a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know enough about him. And he's obviously not going to go right to the roster. Like, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with him. But like with any trade, we don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Now on to Rekel. Rekel? Raquel. I say Raquel. Raquel? Rachel Raquel? <laughs> Ricard Raquel. I'm having a day, guys. So, yeah. Um, I was at first I was excited. I'm thinking, OK, this is a good move. There's a little bit of depth here. You know, he's, he's an established player. I didn't know enough about him, but then I talked to Ashley. And, and, Cause we were kind of, kind of talking back throughout the whole, the whole day this afternoon anyways. And she reminded me about how old he is, that he, his best year was four years ago um, that he's currently injured and he'll be 29 in May. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, still okay maybe and then I saw what we paid for and I'm sorry and I mean, I mean Zach Aston Reese and Dominic Simone are not the best players right so we kind of got rid of them sure whatever I know Zach Aston Reese was a locker room guy he was good in the locker room for the team um so I mean we kind of lacked that <laughs> already so losing that kind of hurt a little bit but I mean a prospect and then it was a goalie I think a prospect was a goalie yeah. um and a yeah. second rounder in this year's draft so I think that we, I think we, we paid a little too much because I mean, he's, he's an aging player where we've already got our core is older, like they're in their mid thirties. Right. Um, 
And this team already has enough with injuries. You've got our three core are all injured prone. You know, like if one shift could change anything because of their past injuries. So why are we bringing in a player that's, you know, middle-aged when it comes to playing in hockey um, and injury prone? I mean, we need to get younger and faster, not older and slower. I mean, we've covered that part. We do not have what it takes to compete against the likes of Carolina, Florida, even the New York Rangers. And I'll let Ash explain that why, because she said it beautifully earlier to me. But I'm not that excited anymore. I'm going to be honest with you, because not only that, so we're, we're, we're assuming that he's going to get, Raquel's going to get plugged in with Gino. But we know it's hard to play with Gino. We know it's hard to keep that line consistent, right? So... I'm Raquel has never had, I'm sorry to butt in here, but Raquel has never played with that caliber of a player in Anaheim. He's had gets, and we don't know. He had gets left, you know, but you know, I would say, because Raquel got there, I want to say in like 14 towards the end. So like Salami was in his last year and, you know, um, but gets left hasn't been the same in quite some time. And, you know, I mean, Outside the past two years with Trevor Zagros, you know, he really hasn't had anybody up front. Anaheim's been weak up front. So for him to transition from, you know, playing with like aging centers or centers who are just trying to prove themselves to, you know, Centers like Malkin and Crosby who are, or even Carter, you know, let's throw out all three at, out there because they're all in the same age group they're all experienced and they're all so quick-witted and you know so used to being in their own rhythm that I, I don't know how that's going to transition is what I'm getting at you know so that's really my concern that I think a lot of people aren't factoring in here well they they were so limited, the, the Penguins. They were. Um, they were. You know, they, a lot of the good players are already gone. Okay, and, and they had no space. They had they had Correct. no no um, salary cap space. So the only way to get anybody good is if they traded anybody good or anybody with a high salary. So you you you'd weaken your team to to strengthen your team. So at you know at 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 worst you'd 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 worsen the team and at best you would you would you would slightly improve it so you had that and when i look at the the return for raquel i don't think of what they gave up i'm thinking what they didn't give up they did not give up a first round draft pick they did not going to give up any of their top prospects like p.o joseph uh uh ligari pull in um anything like that so Joseph would have been a big loss. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully they like him. It doesn't yeah. seem like I mean, they well, like no, him. but I mean in terms of being a top-ranked prospect. So you're right on that. You you tra- you're trading away two players who are expendable. Um my final thoughts on it, it is Anaheim's karma for the Chris Kunitz Ryan Whitney trade. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time, the Chris Kunitz the Chris Kudis and Eric Tangrady to Pittsburgh for Ryan Whitney seemed like, you know, Pittsburgh was getting fleeced. That was the analysis at the time. And 
we can say now Ryan Whitney himself will say, you know what, that trade worked out well for Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, um, I, I mean, the, the, like you said, Hackstall had to be creative because of the cap, but let's face it, a lot of teams did. Tampa had to do it. Florida had to do it. Florida just did a three ring circus with Carolina and Columbus, which is crazy because why would you do a three-way trade with one of your top competitors in the playoffs? Like how crazy yeah. are you? The two yeah, number one. No. Weird. And you know, and you know, who else, who else is I thinking? Car- Carolina, Florida, um, even Colorado made some moves. And we know Colorado's up against the cap and Landis Boggs out. Like they might have to pull Kucher off this year. Yes. We're going to call it pulling the Kucher off. I think I just want to go back and touch on, on the Pittsburgh trades for a minute. Um, I'm always, when we get a new player in, especially a player that I don't know too much about, I'm always skeptical because, you know, like an issue that we have with this team, it's identity right now is fluidity. I mean, the last couple of games, I mean, the last period of our last game was absolutely beautiful. I was stunned. But when we bring in a new player, I'm hopeful. I'm excited because I want to see what they can bring out of our existing roster. And I'd like to see what our roster can bring out of this player. So um, I, I, I'm like skeptical on a trade for the first, you know, three to four weeks, see how he fits. So at this point, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Um, we did something because, you know, like we've all been sitting here complaining about Hextall, just hiring family and friends and not doing much else. And I'm also really happy that we extended Friedman's contract, which was two years, if I'm right. Because I don't know, there's something special about that guy. So yeah, he just, he's an agitator. You, he's you good like for us. He's good for us, and he plays with so much heart. He plays a shift like from start to finish, and he's got this energy about him. He's got like when he was scratch. I don't know if he was a healthy scratch or whatever a couple of games ago. Um, I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, and I think uh, uh, they were kind of test giving the playing players to let them see what they've got left in them before the trade deadline or whatever. Uh, I'm surprised Kapanen's still here. I'm surprised, you know, Zucker's still here, but I don't know their contracts. But I Kapanen's mean, looked pretty good the past couple games, and he actually scored a goal, so maybe... He did, he did. <laughs> but if you take the last couple of games to what it's been all season, like, I was a fan of him when he came to Pittsburgh. He brought a life to it, but then it just kind of, like, dipped out, right? He was just like, what's happening to you? Like, where's the effort? And granted, the last three games, he's been... He's been visible, very visible on the ice. And it's great to see. But I mean, when players fizz out, fizzle out, I, I get leery of them because they can do it again. And we're getting close to playoffs. And we've got a tough, tough, tough division. So it's going to be a tough, a tough playoff. It, it makes you wonder, did he just turn it on because it was near the trade deadline? He didn't want to get traded. That's know. what I'm thinking because exactly that's I what they do. Fe- I- I feel like consistency wise, despite his injuries at Aston Reese is a bigger loss because of the defensive aspect. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was like you guys were saying, it was kind of like a last minute tryout of who's staying, who's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, there was uh, we will find out with those be, two games against summer. the Rangers. It's going to be a busy summer for us, guys. It's going to be a busy oh, it's going to be us. this summer is going to be crazy. There's, see, are there's... you sure about? Are you sure about that? You really think Hextall is actually going to make moves this summer? Kind of has to. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, he has to, but that doesn't mean he will. It depends on how we fare in these playoffs. And if, like, you know, <laughs> if we get past the first or second round, if we make it to the conference final, we won't. But if we do, um, sorry, Joe, sorry. I'm being You're fine. This is what I'm if saying. They do, is... If they do make it to the conference final or, or you know, a good push or even to the Stanley Cup final, um, they'll keep the same roster. You know, they'll fine-tune a few pieces. Whatever they got to do, they'll make it work because I know for a fact, utmost certainty, that Sydney, Gino, and Latang want to win again. And they've made that abundantly clear to management. And, I mean, I, I when, when you're a superstar, you do have a lot, a little say. Trust me. I, I, I know of this. I can say with like certainty. Um, so depending on how, what we do in the playoffs, but if we fizzle out in the first round, like I'm suspecting us to do expect suspecting. Yeah. I'm really off today. If we, if we are first round exits, there's going to be some moves in the, in the, Oh, definitely. Definitely. You cannot do that every single year. Yeah. This is their last chance. Unless, unless they go on a deep run. They should be grateful for the new seating system that the divisions have to play each other instead of the potential of playing an Atlantic opponent. Because all four Atlantic opponents made Ooh. moves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like all, and I was saying this to Jen earlier. I'm like, even Toronto, as much as I make fun of them, because you knew that Boston was going to make moves. You knew that Tampa was going to make moves. You knew that Florida was all in this year. Um, but even Toronto going out and getting Mark Giordano, I'm like, this is uncharacteristic of you guys to get a defenseman. Like, who are you when apparently Toronto was in the running for, I want to say flurry. Maybe I was reading there. There were actually a yeah. few players there in the running for, and they lost out. So it's not that Toronto didn't make an attempt to make oh, even I more moves. That so much. I would have guys, I would have gotten a flowered Toronto Jersey and I'd wear it on the show. Every time we did it, that would be and, but, amazing. If, if they got flower. Holy crap. That, I mean, especially the way that the, the goaltending issues they've been having lately, um, you know, that would have been really interesting. Um, but I mean, I, you know, applaud Toronto actually for making attempts because I feel like this is the most valiant attempt they have made at the deadline in quite some time. I think Dubas does, has done a good job with this team. I think he's done a good job. Yeah. I mean, like considering all things considered. I think the problem really lies within the coaching staff. And I know that's not what we're talking about today, but um, I think Dubas is good. He's, he does his job well. And he, I mean, all GMs kind he of. He does know, what tank. he can with, with the resources that he has. Because yeah, we, know that. That Brendan Ch- we know that Brendan Shanahan is really the one running the show here, there. And Dubas is just the puppet. So I feel like he does the best that he can with the resources. Oh, I mean, the relationship, the relationship Dubas has with the players too is something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of Dubas. I know you guys are going to hate this, but, um, I've been trying to get a hold of Dubas because I want to help the Leafs. I, I, I know what's lacking and, you know, I've studied the game long enough, so I do know, and I've been trying and I, I spoke with Jeff Merrick. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that name. Yeah. I think Sportsnet he works with, um, and he might be helping me try to get in contact with him. But I mean, like I, you guys know I'm a Toronto girl. Um, and if it was Leafs Toronto final, go pens obviously but Wait, you mean pens leafs conference leafs, final you said leafs toronto like same difference whatever like if we it know, was a, a game between i gave my game. pregnancy brain to you yeah okay maybe that's what's happening i spent too much ta- time talking to you today that it's transferred to me um but what i'm saying is i i would like to see toronto do it 
you know, to mostly to shut up the fans because like, ugh. on paper, it does not look good for the Penguins, but also on paper, they're it's not like they're. You know, no. they're they're doing terrible this year. They they have the potential. And really, what is it all about? It's all about the goaltending. If Jari it's the will, is it's the will. Falling, it's the will. It, they've got to have they've got to want it. They've got to play like they want it. Something I've been saying all season is they don't seem connected. They have moments. The most connected I've seen this team was in the third period of the game against uh checks notes, Arizona. And Arizona's been a force lately. Yeah. That third period was magical. I was watching it just like, oh, more, give me more. Like it was so, they were so connected. Um, but if you look at teams, we play checks notes, teams like Carolinas and like Rangers now, that's something we got to talk about because, you know, they're good. They're really good. Um, if we can't hang with those teams, uh, it doesn't matter how good we look on we'll paper. See. We'll see. We'll see. And um, I think Jared, Jerry's not a, a, a question. I think he's he's no, I think he's solid. I think he's yeah, he I has think his he's moments. Good. He's got a few bad games, but I mean, like, they're not all gonna be good. And Casey's been pulling his weight. So I and mean he had Jerry has a lot to prove. He single-handedly cost the team the the, uh, the playoffs last year. He has a lot to prove, and don't you know that's on his mind? You know that that's on everybody's mind. I don't remember that. You gotta catch fresh. I don't remember. Jari just gave away that. I mean, Jari single-handedly lost that that uh, playoff series against the Islanders last year. Single-handedly, he just he just melt he just had a meltdown. Uh, you know what? I, I I oh okay, last year yes okay. Yeah, they um, all blur together. They all blur together. I'm like, no, and and the, the reason why I I, I like I. I, I <laughs> Obviously, Hextall has not made many moves <laughs> in the past two trade deadlines. But what I like is everybody view everybody likes uh, changes of scenery, and you know Raquel's coming in and wants to wants to you know make a good first impression, and the team wants him to do well, and the, and, the, and the fans and the city want him to do well. We want we want another you know. Uh, Bill Guerin or, uh, you know, one of those, these great acquisitions, you know, um, Carter last year, or, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, Ron Francis was an off Samuelson 30 years ago. Uh, I don't know how, how I could handle that. So I had to deal enough with Carter coming from LA and beca- like falling in love with him. Yuck. And now you got your I, happen. I love Carter. And now an Anaheim duck is coming, but I don't think he played. When, how long did Raquel play for Anaheim? Since? A long it's been time. a while. Yeah. Like eight or uh, nine so years. So I don't want to like him. Well, we'll see. But, I mean, I we'll, do. I do. I hope, I hope that we'll he, see. I hope he pulls his weight. I hope, I hope that he, he, you know what, guys? I kind of hope he's a glue guy. Like he turns out to be one of those locker room guys that hypes people up, is on the bench, you know, um, just getting things done. I hope he's excited to come to Pittsburgh and he shows it every night. And well, once his injury is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you know, what makes you a, a, a glue guy scoring goals. So we'll see. He's a shooter. Apparently he's just, he just likes to shoot. So he is well, a shooter. I, like I know that. I like shooters, but they you have know? to be quality shots. Cause you know, if they're, if they're flying everywhere, but on the net, I don't have time for that. <laughs> um yeah so who won uh, the day who won the day though guys who won the trade day 
I gotta, I gotta go through my tracker because, well, I kind of have to go you got to You gotta think Florida won, but so, but there are some low key Carolina, 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 and Colorado. They were and St. Louis. I think I really like the depth that St. Louis made on defense, um, with Nick Letty and Luke uh, Wikowski, and um, I was surprised that Eiserman made that move. To be honest. Um, like Jen said, Colorado, you know, made a couple of moves like the trading for Andrew Cogliano. That could be their X factor, to be quite honest. If Cogliano is so good, if Flurry gets hot, I mean, and yeah, Minnesota's up there too, right? You know, (laughs) you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, a a franchise goalie, a Hall of Famer. Mm, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's huge, but. I'm telling you right now, as loaded as, as Florida is, they are not winning the cup. Yeah, they are. I, 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 I take it to the bank. It, de- it, de- it depends on which Sergey Bobrovsky you get. The luxury that Florida has. Oh, that's has, true. He's kind of flaky the, in the playoffs. The luxury Florida has is that they have two gold. Yeah, Bobrovsky has a terrible track record in the playoffs. If, if Take it from firsthand experience because I witnessed this in person, Florida went through three goalies last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Now one of those goalies is gone. And then one of their goalies has had injury issues this year. The thing, if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm a little nervous about Bobrovsky only because Bobrovsky has done the same thing. How old Columbus. is Columbus? Bob is yeah. 34. Ooh, and he tanked last year. Who's their who's their other goalie? Spencer Knight, who's like twenty one. Well, he could pull him out. So, I'm telling you, Florida's in. Spencer Knight to me would be. I mean that that's the luxury that Florida has is that if they if if you know Bob's not performing in the playoffs, they could pull him quickly. Put in Spencer Knight. You've got a one. I was going to say you give you give Bob a short leash. You give Bob a short leash, and, and that's a thing. And that's that's they're going to put so much pressure on themselves. And when was the last time Florida won a playoff series? It's been a uh, while. No, like 20, I, was, I was going to say 2016, but that's not true because they finished top in the Atlantic, but then lost to the Islanders, who are a wild card team. Um, it's been a while. Shoot. Watch some of their so, games, Joe. Like I'm telling you, they're high powered. They are before, scary. Before before the first game of the season started, I always make my picks. I've done it with you guys. I've done it with other people. And I said Colorado, Florida final. Florida's winning the cup. And I said that because of how much they've been growing over the past few years, as well as Joe Thornton. You know, I'm always cheering for Joe Thornton to win the cup. He's been my favorite hockey player since he came into the league. Um, and I want to see it so bad. And then when they added Drew, I was like, holy crap, this could happen. You know, like. Well, and the thing that was on Florida paper, is. They look they, awesome. Yeah. On the, but, watch a game. Watch a game, Joe. It's electric. They are. They, they are they're a team to watch. Now, what's going to be interesting is right now, Florida, I believe, is projected to play Boston in the playoffs. Is that correct? Or are they projected uh, to play Washington? How did it work again? So first so, place right now it's 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 Florida and, and Boston and then so uh, how does Tampa it work again? Sun. I forgot. So first place plays the first wild card. First, uh, first place 
overall in the conference plays the second wild card. So um, that would be that would be well. Bruins and Florida Capitals Washington. are basically the same. Be Florida Bruins, Washington. Uh, Florida, so Florida could easily take Washington, Boston in the Tor- first Tampa. round. Um, Toronto fell to fourth. Toronto's third. For, Toronto's third. Yeah, right it now. would be Toronto, Tampa is the projection right now. So then it would be Boston, Carolina, Carolina Boston, and then New York. Florida better. Tampa. That would be hilarious. Toronto and Tampa. I mean, this this playoffs is going to be so much fun. My well, goodness. If, but if I am Florida, I am hoping to the hockey gods that I do not have to play Boston in the first round. Oh, yeah. Because oh. would be crazy, we know that guys. Boston typically loses in the second round, but they they win the first round. You know what would be crazy, guys? If it were a Toronto-Calgary Stanley Cup final. That's, yeah. Yeah. Would it's, you watch it? Yes. Uh, yeah. well, I know well, you would. I, would I know watch you would it. it. You're going to have your... Situation. If I can watch it, you'd watch I, it. I, if I, I can, I think it would be really cool if Toronto went on a deep run. And for me, it's it's law of averages. When you're that good for, for, for every single year, eventually you're gonna figure it out. Like St. Louis, right? And like like, like the Capitals, the, the the Penguins beat yeah, the, like Capitals the Capitals every single year, and eventually the Capitals won. You know, eventually, eventually, you know, the the, the it averages out. So I like that we all like that, though. I actually kind of like as Penns fans how we all kind of like that. We like. Oh, like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you, you right now. The you know the teams there are very few teams in the NHL I I really dislike. I will say the Bruins are one of them. So. The way that the playoff picture is right now, as long as it's not the Bruins, I'm fine. Now they always the make Bruins, a deep, they always deep, make a deeper run, though. The, the the Bruins and the Leafs fans are the worst ones who come here to Tampa. But that being said, I know that the Leafs fans who come here are not indicative of the true fan base. I know there's passion, and they forget that because they're on the road, they forget the rules. Which is fine, um, but I mean, that being said, I feel bad for Leafs fans because they are long suffering, like very long suffering. They're like they're like the the Cubs or the Red Sox or the Cincinnati Bengals. It's like they, you know they've been they've just been suffering for so long. It's or the Detroit fun. Lions. What what what? Chicago oh, well, they, 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 they always team didn't play for like a hundred win for hundred and eight years. Was it the Chicago Cubs? Cubs, Chicago yep. Cubs, and the Boston Red Sox were both like did not win for decades and decades and decades, and then they, they finally I won. Couldn't, I couldn't even so. imagine it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, well, hey, look t- at me, Toronto, like, until I was a Pens fan. I didn't, I didn't witness a Stanley Cup. You know, like my teams have been Toronto, um, San Jose, and Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I, I can kind of relate to Toronto fans, but I mean, they're so they're so like cynical sometimes and they bitter and it's like, they've got a really great team right now. And they expect every game to be like seven, one win. And then like, Oh, Campbell had a bad day. That's it. Trade. I'm going to do that. It is so hard to play in Toronto. And I swear if any of those players leave players ever go on social media, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm honestly really surprised that a lot of Leafs players can handle it mentally. Like you said, because 
the media up the there cooker. is absolutely ruthless. It's the pressure cooker. I mean, not they, just they, the media, but the fans. The fans yeah. Are, yeah. are awful. They were. They were, they were, were like. They, on, they on were horrible to Phil Kessel. I remember that. Telling them like yeah, get out to, of the city. Toronto what? is not in a. It's weird because like I look at, you know, teams. You know, the the Bruins usually are good at pacing themselves. You know, the Lightning, the Penguins were. You know when. You know, they won their three cups with, you know, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang and such. These teams who are the Leafs don't have the ability to play that kind of hockey. They do. They, don't they just don't have ability. the right motivation. They don't have the right. No, but no, but what I'm saying, they, they yeah, they don't have the media and the fan support to play the long game. Is what I'm saying. But they don't also. Ha- it's it's it. it the mental I don't aspect. I understand why Toronto's so bent. I mean, we've won two. What are they called? What's the baseball one? World, uh, World Series. Let's sure twenty thirty years ago. But yeah, we still but back to back. We just recently the Argos won the FTC or FSC or soccer one. Raptors and then won. the Raptors won a couple. But of years. hockey we, is king. Hockey is by far well, no, of the most. Of course, it is. Thing. But most hockey fans are fans of all other sports as well. Yeah, so like, but they want. <laughs> It's like, there's something about the Leafs that is like the next level, you know, because really when you talk about the Jays and, and the Raptors in particular, they're Canada's teams in their respective sports. The Leafs are like, there's this weird thing with the Leafs and let's face it. The last time a Canadian team won the cup was what? 29 years ago, right? 93. Yeah. That was that long ago. Yeah. And the lot, and you figure, okay, Montreal went to the cup final last year and just like, it was like, thanks for being here. See you later. Um, no offense. Thank you for that, Montreal. Um, but think about it. Like, that was you know, so embarrassing for them. Uh, I'm like, thank That's you for so letting bad. me go to game five. Like, thank you for winning game four so I could go to game five and witness it myself. Thank you, Habs. <laughs> really appreciate that. But I mean, let's face it. Like, Calgary has been pretty consistent over the past 20, 30 years, you know, they haven't like they've made one cup appearance, if I'm not mistaken, which was 2004, which they lost in. They were up three two and then lost in seven to Tampa. They look good this in year. 2004 and Calgary looks good this year. You know you've got Toronto, um, Vancouver's still in the mix, right? Uh, Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Vancouver are 18 and 19. Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Edmonton's 15th, but Edmonton, yeah, they they've. They don't, I don't, I don't even consider them. Calgary and Calgary and Toronto are really the only two Canadian teams who have a chance. But I mean, I still feel that as much as Florida and Colorado are perennial favorites, I still believe that this could be anyone's year. Oh yeah. I think anyone could come out. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, Carolina getting Max Domi is a big move because they just up their physical toughness Absolutely. with that one. And, and Domi can play in all the special team situations. He is his, he is his father with better hands and a little more discipline. Ooh. And he plays with a lot of heart and that, that heart. Yeah. I would have, I would have liked if the, if the Penguins could try to get him. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the Col- Columbus, Columbus wasn't playing that game of trading in the division. Like the Flyers did, you know, things are <laughs> weird when the Flyers are willing to, trade with the rangers yeah that's 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 well that's weird. the thing that was uh, it, was, it was the rangers and pittsburgh going after right Braun. what's his first name who who 
Reckle, right? Ricard, Raquel. Raquel. Ricard, okay, Ricard. It was so it was a bidding war between the Rangers and Penguins, and we out, we out, we outbid and outpaid, in my opinion, and got him. So the Rangers wanted him. Rangers are good. And what's crazy is the Rangers, I feel like, had more expendable assets because of how young they are. Uh, you know what? How about the Canucks not doing much? I I would have thought that Jim Rutherford would go wild. Well, yeah, so but, the, the but Vancouver is not in a position enough to compete. Like, yeah, the West is wide open, but I think the the West has the problem of their beat. They're so central dominant that I would be shocked if a Pacific team made it to the cup final. Like that's how good the central is. So Rutherford probably looked and said, okay, they changed coaches this year. They've had their fair share of injury problems. He probably figured like, this is not my year to go in, which is something he never pulled with Pittsburgh. Well, he's probably learned, you know, you learn from your mistakes too. So also different circumstances. I mean, every year, every year it's the same thing with the penguins. Like, Oh, Crosby and Malcolm are getting older. We got to win now. It's every single older next year. It didn't matter if it was Cheryl. It didn't matter if it was Cheryl Rutherford or now Hextall. They always pulled that same play. They exactly. had to go out and get a forward every single year. So when it was like two o'clock or whatever, and I saw that Hextall had it traded for a forward. Yeah. I was like, are you trying to finally change course after, you know, 16 years or whatever? And nope, nope. They still had to go and get that forward. Here's a quote from, uh, from Penguins president, Brian Burke. He said, I just checked with the league. I checked. There's only one Stanley Cup. NHL front offices make more mistakes at the trade deadline than we do the rest of the year. Hey. What? I I mean. Wait, can you say that again? He said, NHL front offices make more mistakes at the trade deadline than we do the rest of the year. Which is true. Which well, I I think he was saying is teams overpay, you know. Yes. Team a a a trade you're making on March 21st is not a trade you're making on July 1st or something like that, you know. So Julian Brisbaugh said something similar about um, a couple weeks ago. He said, and and pardon the language here, he said, "You're either damned if you do or damned if you don't," and I'd rather be damned if I do. There you go. No, there it's like go. it's like anything. It's like I, whether what's another phrase? Um, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's say the Penguins did absolutely nothing, and they say, and they say, well, our team is pretty good. Blah 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 blah. Every other team got better. They so did. You, like you, Boston, you fell Boston behind. got two defensemen. Like Boston, we didn't even talk about the fact that Boston got Hampus Lindholm. And is that the one that they gave him an eight-year contract or something like that? Now there's there's I something. I love Hompus Lindholm. I welcome, love Hompus Lindholm. Welcome to the team. Come here for a boatload of money. Here, let's let us. We have a giant. We have a giant room full of of cash that you can just swim in, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, welcome. and then Boston went out and got another defenseman as well. And I'm like, okay, Boston, you're telling me that you understand that your three competitors in the Atlantic are high scoring offenses. And you're like, you know what? We're a one line team. We need to defend. Well, Well, that is what they told me. 
they got the same thing going. Bergeron is not exactly young. No, he kind of have to win now not. too. He's the heart of that team, though. Even if he can't play as much as he, I mean, he still plays well. Um, I don't know. He's he's still a force on that team. He's still important. But Bergeron kind of reminds me of Pavel Datsuk. Yes, he just like I'm like just when you think he's supposed to get worse, he doesn't. And Datsuk went undrafted. Just throwing that out there to all those nerds. And, I, and I'm throwing out the Datsuk comparison because they're very similar type players. And I think that yeah. the comparison's justified. So, you know, you can never rule Boston out. And I'm just I'm just going yeah. through the other trades and uh, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, darn it, Rangers, you got deeper. And I, you I don't know, Joe, have you watched all the gaps? Have you watched any Rangers games lately? I know we have two coming up in the next couple, a couple of weeks, but I watched the Rangers. Well, both Rangers AR games are basically basically Rangers games are basically like, well, we'll just we'll just let uh Chester whatever the goalie's name is, we'll just we'll, we'll just let him win this for us. We'll we'll win, oh, we'll win this like, one nothing. Just like they used to do with Lundquist. How about the how about um wasn't Here, here's this. Hold on, just before we move on. The last Rangers game, they played the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes outshot the Rangers 44 to 18, but the Rangers won 2 nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then um, the Rangers won last second with 31 point, I think it was 31.6 seconds to go on Saturday here in yeah. Tampa. That yeah. was insane. The Rangers had what? It wasn't that the number one overall pick that left Renyao and, and he's a bust. It happens. It happens, but he could go to another team and end up playing better. You know, under a good coach, any player could be good. And I've been saying that for my whole career in That's coaching. Scary. That and you, Chris Kreider has leveled up the past couple seasons. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, leveled the, up. He can suck it. He is uh, scary. He has no love from Jen. Um, uh, what, what, another thing, Derek Broussard is, is now on his seventh team in three years. Who is he traded to? I missed it. Was it Edmonton? He he was in no. Philly. I've heard he, he was he was he was in, yeah he he was in Edmonton. He is now he is now an Oiler. Seven teams in three years. That dude does something. That dude he 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 smells or he microwaves fish in the in the he he puts fish in the microwave. Yeah, he brings he, fish to lunch for lunch. He, he, well, maybe so he, I will. He, um, clips his toenails like right in the middle of everybody. He does something to piss everybody off because seven teams in three years. We know we know what he did in Pittsburgh. He pissed everybody off here. Just so by his he had a player. terrible reputation in Columbus. So um, my husband will be the first. He I was he likes to joke that I was one of the first uh, aboard the Broussard hate train. <laughs> and the first one, the first one, the conductor is him. And um, he, the problem with Broussard, it all started in Columbus was he was really skilled and you could, but he couldn't like capitalize on that skill, but he always had an attitude problem. And Same that problem team with Pittsburgh. Broussard, no follow and through, Broussard, no follow through and ego. That's a problem. Yeah. That a lot of players do have. Sorry. Guys, but, my but, eyes and, and, and the crazy thing with like, when he was in Columbus is you figure that they had all these young kids. They had Jakob Voracek round one. They had, you know, I think Cam Atkinson was just coming up. They had, um, 
Jared Bull, Derek Dorsett, like they had all these kids who weren't the most talented, but they were hungry. And then of course you had Rick Nash, but then you have this goober, Derek Broussard, because I'm trying to not say a curse word on this podcast because we're family Sorry. friendly around here. And <laughs> he just brought them down. Now, granted, he went to the Stanley Cup final, I think, because he was part of one of the trades to the Rangers. Like, he's made some deep playoff runs, but it's sad because, you know, now he's going to Edmonton, who we all know has a character problem in that locker room. He's going to make it work. I was, I was at the I was last at, thing they need is another nuisance. I was at uh, his first game in Pittsburgh, um, Richard. I was at his, the game, right? I was. Was it in Pittsburgh? Wherever it was, his first game with the team. I can't remember what city it was. It could have been Pittsburgh. Um, he, I was, I was on the glass as usual, and there was uh, these guys behind me, a line, uh, like a line or two. I'm so fried today. A couple rows behind me, and they were just going off on how great Derek is, and this, that, and the other, and how excited they are. And I'm just sitting there going, "So you don't watch anything but Pittsburgh hockey, clearly." Because wait I mean, a minute, wait, wait, wait. When when they when the Penguins traded for Brassard, everybody loved that trade, and then thinking, "Oh my true. god, this is going to be not awesome. the guys behind me." Well, well, no, I mean they. they no, 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 yes, yes, sorry, yes, the guys. Behind, what's wrong? Yeah, with me? yeah, especially yeah, no. the guys behind me. They were so. Yeah, everybody was excited for 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 that trade. Like, oh my god, what's Brassard going to do? Remember this is going to be so awesome. Well, everybody's really excited about. I don't. I'm never going to know his Broussard. name. The new guy. Oh, new R- guy. Ricard Raquel. You're Ricard good. Raquel. He's uh, everyone's really excited. This, that, and the other, and um, and it, sometimes, and no disrespect to the listeners, but some of the fans are so like out of touch. They just they don't know they don't know anything more I than what's think... pre- presented in front of them. I, th- I think about the best trades that have happened to the Penguins at least in the past like fifteen years. Okay, I'm going to say post lockout era. The best trades for the penguins have been the ones that people downplayed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like think about Kunitz and Garen in mm-hmm. um 09. I mean the Hosa trade I I would say was still a win, you know. I mean you got Oh Pascal. yeah. Oh my god, he caught I mean, on fire when he was with the penguins. That yeah, the, and those then of two weeks Pascal, he was with the penguins. Right. And then of course Pascal Dupuis like hello graced Pittsburgh for 7 years and then I'm trying to think I felt there, there was, um, there were deals in sixteen and seventeen, and I'm totally blanking and the ones, right now. And the ones that were a big deal, like, um, uh, or the, like the, how when when they traded for Hornquist, but the Nick Spalling piece was a bigger deal than Hornquist, and Hornquist turned out to be the better of the two. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm thinking of Hall of Fame right winger that we turned into a left wing in uh, 2012. Again, Again, like, yeah, Again, like, the, the ones that we make a big deal about are the ones that fizzle out, but the ones that are low key are the ones that, and this is low key. This is not, and, a, and I know, would, I would say the only exception was really Phil Castle. Castle we all well, knew yeah, that Phil yeah. Castle's personality was going to work. We knew that James Neal had to go. Well, this was, they had that year gap between Neal and Castle. Um, but yeah, for the most part, the ones that have been downplayed, the ones that have been, but the, but the, I think the problem with the Raquel trade though, is not necessarily being downplayed because they're marketing him as a top six guy. 
Whereas when like Garen and Kunitz came in, for example, I remember the analysis was, well, maybe he could be on Sid's wing. We don't know. They'll Ooh. go wherever. Their death the, dies. The, the, the Kunitz trade was actually the Tangrady trade. And by, oh, by the way, we got this Kunitz dude. It was all yeah, about Tangrady. Like, oh my God, we got Tangrady. He's he's going to be awesome. Um, you know, the, that is the, correct. The Hosa, the, the Hosa trade actually was the Dupuy trade, but I'm still, I mean, Hosa, you know, that the, those, those, you know, six days that he was with the Penguins, he was awesome. The, the Hosa Dupuy trade was a bigger deal because you lost two guys who came up who won the hearts of Yenzers, and that would be Colby the namesake Armstrong, of my niece, Colby Armstrong, and then Eric Christensen. So that was gut-wrenching for a number of reasons because, you know, the Penguins were just coming out of that rebuild, right? But, but yeah, looking back, though, like we've said, the players who have had the best impacts, like the Matt Collins of the world, have been the most downplayed. Yeah. Listen, if this works, it's like a perfect puzzle piece. If, if, if Malkin and Raquel can gel and be like – like like a good scoring tandem and then that that will that will put everything else then you have you keep crosby gensel and russ together and that's an awesome line then you have carter rodriguez and capitan on the third line which is not a bad third line hold and on say this hold on say this again you have so so here's here's your lines if quote unquote everybody's healthy you got crosby gensel russ that's your first hold on, line hold on hold on i want to write this down uh-huh just because um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something after. Not today, but I want this. Yeah. So second line. Uh, second line. Malkin, Raquel, and um, uh, uh, Zucker when he gets healthy. Right now, it's Heinen. Okay. Okay. Third line: Carter, Rodriguez, and Kapanen. Uh, Car- Carter. You say you're saying it backwards. Um, Cap- Ka- Kapanen, Carter, and Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez. Okay. And uh, and then the fourth line is Boyle Bluger and um, again when he when he's healthy. So who's who's the odd man out when Zucker comes back? Uh, Zahorna, and you got to figure out a place where um, Heinen gets in. But Heinen can go in the third line also. Uh, you know, Boyle could be the odd man out on the fourth line or something like that. Which I'm I'm gonna say this. I know Boyle's older, but Boyle's a guy you want for a deep playoff run. Definitely. Definitely. He has been, he has been a godsend this year. But I mean, especially in a deep playoff run, he's that bottom six guy who's going to go to the dirty areas and who's going to fight all the battles. So. Oh no. That's what you need. need Yeah. Yeah. He's, he he, he potentially could be awesome in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm just trying to figure out, did they get Raquel thinking that they said that Zucker is supposed to be back soon, but did they get him to thinking that maybe he wouldn't be back? It's possible. No, he's listed as day to day. If I'm, if, if I was a penguins, I would have, I would have Kucherov, uh, Zucker, Zucker, but but Raquel is listed day to day. So. Yeah. Well, but like I said earlier, I think Raquel's listed day to day. We don't know the extent of his injury. It could be longer. It could be Anaheim decided to list him day to day to make him tradable. 
that's you you you, you don't you can't do that you yeah you don't do that you don't trade damaged do goods no, the, the, the penguins could easily claim damaged goods and get um the return I, back i, I, under- yeah, no, I understand do- that i understand that but who's to say it's not the case that they say well we didn't know yeah know. yeah we'll see we'll see if, if you if, know like, i mean if it turns out to be like like a long-term injury where Raquel has not played at all, like f- for the Penguins, I, I could. That, if that's we were, a problem. If we, were lied to, yeah, if we were lied to, I I fight to. Yeah, and that's yeah, the thing you, I'm. Yeah. That, and that's the thing I'm concerned about. It's like okay, you're trading for a guy who know who knowingly has an upper body injury. I'm gonna throw up. Uh. Well, okay. So we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up and just say the biggest problem, or one of the biggest problems with the Penguins was secondary scoring, and Raquel could fix that. He could he ma- also make it worse. So we'll see. But he could be he could be the the, the missing piece. He could be the he could finish the puzzle, or he could as flip the table. Energi- I honestly as don't as think we had any missing pieces. I just think we lacked you know connection. I think our team's good when they're flowing um as is um but you know it's not up to me to decide who comes and goes but i think that if the biggest concern we still have is fluidity and if we cannot find that connection that we showcase in the third period against the coyotes um we're we're gonna struggle but if we can build off that and keep that going this team could go all the way Yes, they got. There's 19 games left in the regular season. Let's let, let's uh, okay. Let's 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 figure this out. Let's see how everything goes. But I just want the playoffs to start already. Okay, we got past the trade deadline. Now let's 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 just fast forward to the playoffs. Let's go. No, no, no. We need, we need we need the time to like fl- flow. Figure out our. I'm play, so good play, today, guys. Play, I'm play good. With I'm our, good. Play with our puzzle pieces. Yeah, we know we got it. We still got to work on buildings, you know, momentum and 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 the, the fluidity and the connection and and playing passion hockey, like having fun, being out there playing with heart, not just going through the motions. I mean, our turnovers are still a huge issue. I don't know if you're paying attention, but this is this is a huge issue, and there's so many each night. Like and least least turn leading to the other team to score. I'm so out of it tonight. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, turnovers are an issue and fluidity, but if we can, you know, work on those two things and fit Raquel, I got it right into that nicely. This team could be a force, but I still think it could have been a force without him. So you got but, it. You, you got, you, you, you got his name. All right. We're making progress. I don't, I forgot his last name. First name. Ricard. Ricard. Ricard Raquel. Like, like yes. Picard. R-I-K-A-R-D. Pickard. Yes. Rickard. 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 Rickard Rackle. Rickard Rackle. I'm going to call him Racket. Okay. That's his name. Racket. Racket. There we go. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. This is. Thank you. This was fun. We could we could do this all night, but anyway, we 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 won't. (laughs) But we will at at the end of the month because uh, we got to. You know, do our thing. Well, we'll 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 talk again. Yeah, we'll 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 talk again. All right. I look forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.